the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You're listening to the Bruce Hooley Show. You can take us with you wherever you go, iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. We have our own app, of course, where you can listen to the Hugh Hewitt Show, which I was privileged to host this morning. Search 989 FM, The Answer, in the iTunes and Google Play Store. Yesterday, about 11.45, we had a hit, a murder, right outside the Target at Easton. And it was the 175th homicide of the year, and that ties last year's record total of homicides. This sound from Columbus Mayor Andrew Ginther is not from yesterday, but it's from a recent 10 TV story on crime in the city of Columbus. And Andrew Ginther basically trying to tell you that, uh, no, 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 we're really safe here. What do you think about Columbus's homicide rate jumping far quicker than Chicago? Well, I mean, I'd love to look at your statistics, but I mean, there are lots of different statistics. I just saw something the other day that had Columbus is the safest big city in the state. So there's lots of different ways to look at data. This is the issue. One homicide is too many. Those statistics that uh, Andy Ginther there is trumpeting that makes um, Columbus the safest big city in Ohio, uh, those are from 2019. 2019. And he well knows that. Someone who I know is informed on crime and everything else in our city is Tom Soucy. You remember Tom from his days at Channel 6, and now he is an independent journalist, the best kind. He was independent then. That's probably why he's independent now. Uh, he writes the Soucy Report with uh, video, and yesterday he was all over the murder outside East. And, Tom, thanks for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. I'm really sorry you didn't win in your city council bid. I guess the uh, people who voted for the uh, Shannon Harden regime uh, just must like the crime in the city of Columbus, because uh, we're sure getting more of it, including a really uncomfortable scene outside Easton yesterday. Yeah, I was, uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure I expected to win, but I'm disappointed that I didn't win uh, because I think I could help the city. But when you have three people of the same party running on the same ticket and spending more than a half a million dollars, and I spent $20,000, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to beat that. No doubt, no doubt. Well, Tom, I know you're all over this murder outside Target yesterday at Easton. So we have a murder in the broad daylight outside Easton. We have two shootings at Polaris Fashion Place. We have increasing violence and guns involved around Ohio State. Uh, you've dug into crime in the city. Let's start with the Easton one. Uh, I know police keep details back for a reason, but we don't know, or at least has not been disclosed yet, the ethnicity of the victim, the ethnicity of the shooter. Do you have any idea why that would have been kept secret? Not really, but I can tell you that the victim uh, is an African immigrant, and uh, I, I would imagine that the, 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 the shooter 
knew the uh, victim, so he could also be an African immigrant. Uh, why they haven't come out and identified the uh, victim, uh, not sure. I also know uh, from my sources that they are working a couple of strong leads regarding the suspect, the shooter. Well, that makes sense because I figure when they didn't put his name out, they must know who it is, know where to look for him. Uh, obviously, the shooter is watching the media for details, so they're being very measured, I'm sure, in their strategy. This one sure. would be one of the easier ones to solve. They've solved about 50% of the homicides, and uh, we'd love for them to solve all of them. Most problematic to me, most bothersome to me, are these shootings into random crowds of kids that have killed two, three young people so far. And we have no, that we know of, progress towards solving the killing at Bicentennial Park, the young girl on the east side of Columbus at a, at a water fight uh this culture that's out there, Tom, in our inner cities, it has to change. No, and that's one of the things I addressed on, on the campaign trail is that black-on-black crime, and you say that now and you're a racist, mm. black-on-black crime and what's going on in the inner cities <clears throat> needs to be fixed. But, Bruce, you know, you, you were a reporter for a long time, too. I mean, this is not a new phenomenon. No. I mean, I, I've, I've seen this since the 80s with the – you know, the crack cocaine epidemic and, you know, gang violence erupted then and uh, the, the inner cities became decimated. But we never, ever were able to uh, catch up from the 80s. And now you're dealing with, I believe it's kind of a secular situation where you have, you know, a family that's grandfather may have been in prison, father's in prison. Mm-hmm. And now the, uh, the, you know, the the youngster is going down that same path. Uh I see this time after time in so many cases, and you, you, we have to change the culture and the direction in these inner cities. It's just a shame that some of these families are going through. Tom Susi is our guest. You can follow Tom on Twitter at the Susi Report S U S S I. That is his website as well, and he has a very informative story on his website about Columbus City Schools going with their own security. And Tom, you surveyed them, got data from them. A 52-day period here this fall. I'm shocked by 32 weapons recovered in a 52-day period, and some other really bothersome numbers as well. Yeah, that's just uh, you know what they were able to uncover. Uh, the inner cities. I mean, Columbus City Schools is about as pathetic, uh, pathetically run as the city of Columbus. Uh, they need to fix what's going on in the schools, and they have to start with with, with crime. I mean, a lot of these kids are becoming victims, uh, you know, in, inside the buildings, just like we're having crime, you know, on, on the streets. I mean, bus drivers are being assaulted. Mm-hmm. Teachers are being assaulted. The, you know, the students are, are being assaulted. The, you know, they, they, they've uh, uncovered uh, box cutters and knives and guns, pepper spray and tasers. You know, some of these kids, uh, you know, fifth graders. Uh, I, I read it in one report. They asked this kid, why, why are you carrying a box cutter? He said, uh, for protection. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrible what's going on in these inner city schools, but they keep voting in the same bozos on the school board, just like we keep voting on the same twits to, to run uh, on city council. Uh, the direction has to change before it's too late. Well, and it's so sad to me. I, I don't know how long you've been a Central Ohio resident, Tom, but I've uh... – been familiar with Central Ohio. I grew up as a sports fan, and the and the great pride in East High School, in Lyndon McKinley High School, 
and the com- sense of community there. And we've seen that just deteriorate to a deplorable level. And it's not a problem of not enough money. The expenditure expenditures per student are are crazy in Columbus City Schools. And the city school board, you talked about them, they fight tooth and nail against charter schools and against ed choice and all those things. And yet you look at a school like KIPP where it's a charter school that African-American students are fighting to get into. They got a waiting list of more than a thousand students long. What does that tell Columbus City Council? What does that tell Columbus City Schools that their inner city residents want their kids to go to KIPP and yet the management who's running the whole system is fighting against those kids' opportunities to get into KIPP or to create more KIPPs? You know, I, I think the problem in, in this city and a lot of cities, but you know, we'll focus on this city, are the politicians. I mean, these politicians do everything, and all of their decisions are based on what's best for their political careers, what's best for their, uh, you know, their party, and especially what's best with the, the big businesses that bankroll their campaigns. Politicians and school board members have to set aside their politics and start doing what's best for the students what's best for the public. And until that happens, things aren't going to get better, Bruce. Well, Tom Susi is our guest, and you should read his website on a daily basis, The Susi Report, some really interesting eye-opening stories on there uh, that he has the courage and the commitment and uh, the analytical chops to report, including one here that caught my eye. We hear about gun buybacks, Tom, as a way to make our streets safer uh, you expose that in a story called Gun Buyback Programs Are Cheap Publicity Stunts. Uh, give people a synopsis of that, and I'd highly encourage them to go to your website and read the entire report. No, I appreciate that. I mean, I, I uh, have been a reporter since I was 19, newspaper, radio, and TV, you know, Flint and Detroit and, and, and beyond. I can't tell you how many gun buyback programs, uh, you know, these, uh, these programs uh, that I, I covered and reported on. And I have never seen any evidence or any statistics to suggest that one is that uh, it has any, you know, that it, that it addresses, uh, you know, gun violence. And uh, two, that it addresses, uh, you know, crimes committed with guns in any way, shape or form. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to have an impact. And throughout the years, I have noticed that basically it's, it's, it is a publicity stunt that every once in a while they drag out this uh, gun buyback program and a bunch of, uh, you know, law-abiding citizens come back and get their, you know, their gift card or whatever they sure. get. And that that's what happens with these gun buyback programs. You're not having, you know, uh, gangbangers bringing in their, a- you know, ARs and AK, you know, AKs and Glocks to get a $50 gift certificate at Walmart. No. Uh, it doesn't work. It's, it's, it just doesn't work, and it's a waste of time and resources. Well, it's a good expenditure of time to read Tom's reporting at the Susi Report. I appreciate your uh, desire to hold the people in power accountable. I wish you well with it. I'll give you a platform here anytime you want it. And I look forward to uh, talking to you again down the road. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too. Tom Susi, you can follow him on Twitter at the Susi Report. And that's his website as well, thesusireport.com. Please. Well, we.
we have been hyper-local in hour number one of the Bruce Hooley Show. Crime. 175th homicide yesterday. Broad daylight outside Target, Easton. That's not good for business. Easton is an area that a lot of people congregate to, particularly this time of year. I saw a story yesterday. Hey, the stores are open and people are vaccinated and everything's back to normal or close and then this happens. I don't think people want to go out to shopping centers, shopping malls if shots are uh, fired in Polaris twice in the summertime and a man's murdered in broad daylight sitting on one of the big red balls outside Target at Morse Crossing while drinking a cup of Starbucks he just got inside. Uh, no doubt the person who shot him and killed him. It's not random. He knew who he was. Still, that's that's as horrific a thing as you can watch. And it has a powerful impact on you. The crime in Columbus is way out of control. Uh, do not blame the police department. I blame leadership of the city for demoralizing Columbus police. You're a Columbus police officer, and you see something that looks uh, out of kilter. You're in your cruiser. You see a situation that looks like it could escalate into something. Are you getting out of your cruiser knowing you have Rich Nathan and the uh, wokesters from the Kerwin Institute at Ohio State watching your every move? waiting to pounce on you, vilify you, second-guess you. Never been cops, never been to police academy, but they're going to sit in judgment of you. Interesting, a former pastor sitting in judgment of police officers. I find that interesting. Parentheses, deplorable. But at any rate, why would a cop get out of his car? They have his back? They, They do if they're able to stab him in it, figuratively speaking, of course. Here is audio from a uh, video doorbell. Two men facing charges for impersonating Columbus police officers. 3.11 a.m., two guys in sweatshirts knock on a residence door in an area of Cleveland Avenue and I-270. I play this for you so that you don't fall for this kind of scam. One of these guys pulls a gun out. You can see it on the video doorbell. They're going to rob this guy. Here's what it sounded like. CPD, open up. We need to ask you a couple questions. Can I help you? CPD, we need to ask you a couple questions. I'm sorry? CPD, we need to ask you a couple questions. May you please step to the front door, please? CPD. Yes, this is CPD. We would like you to step to the door, please. No, don't do that. CPD will be uh, readily identifiable, and my guess is most of them know how to ask you to come to the front door, not ask you to come to the front door. So it was a 20-year-old and a 23-year-old who tried to fool this victim into opening the door, and who knows what something terrible would have happened. I think we're just in the matter of time mode on something horrific happening on campus at Ohio State. Uh, Three juveniles charged with stealing a car on Friday night. Three students robbed at gunpoint on Sunday morning. The campus area is a fertile feeding ground for criminals. 
A lot of students have cars. A lot of students are not that vigilant about their own safety. Uh, Women, no matter how many times they've been told not to, often walk alone. Sometimes their schedule requires them to. They should be able to do that, by the way. They're not doing anything wrong. They're just doing something unwise when they're out after dark walking around. I have some friends who have a daughter. I've talked to her about, you know, you always have somebody with you, don't you? She's really, really bright, really, really smart. But I understand sometimes, look, you got to get to work. you got to get back from the library. You gotta, and you should be able to be safe. But Ohio State is caught between a rock and a hard place because they don't want to be in a position where they seem racist or they seem hateful or they seem intolerant. A lot of times now, if you even ask a question, hey, what are you doing? Who are you? What are you doing here? What kind of insinuation are you making? You might have a lawsuit on your hands. You as a private citizen, it's worse if you're a police officer. So I try to do the only thing that I think is foolproof, and I just try to stay out of those situations. I used to love going to downtown Columbus. There are a lot of things in downtown Columbus that I could enjoy doing. But if I don't feel safe there, I certainly don't feel safe taking my wife and kids there. And I'm not trying to denigrate the city in any way, shape, or form. I live here by choice. But this is a situation that I have no realistic hope will change anytime soon. I just don't. Because everything Andrew Ginther says about trying to get crime under control is lip service. It's just lip service. And, you know, we'll have a another teenager senselessly murdered soon, and their name will become the name that's freshest in our minds. And every time we get another innocent victim, we push the one whose name we remember a little further out of our mind. How long before we forget Olivia Kurtz from Bicentennial Park or Mackenzie Ridley from the east side or Myra Truss shot by her boyfriend? How long? It's just a really, really sad time. And we have what can be a beautiful city. It used to be a phenomenal city. I didn't want everybody to know how phenomenal it was. I didn't want them to overrun it. Well, it's not population growth that's made Columbus dangerous. It's lack of leadership, lack of vision, lack of telling the truth. Lies have consequences. And when you try to be tolerant of everything, you end up suffering the consequences for that. And that's where we are in this city. We have allowed all sorts of things to become our defining characteristics. We've compromised moral truth. We have gotten rid of balance in our city government. Everything is all Democrat all the time to the point where we don't even run Republican candidates for city council anymore, my man. Tom Soucy ran, and he had a message that should have resonated with people in the inner city. 
Did he come close to winning? No. He didn't fit the demographic. So there's plenty of blame to go around. The people who are doing the bad policy and the people who are voting for the bad policy. He doesn't look like a candidate I would support. There's a name for that. That's called racism and stupidity. And the two are intertwined forever. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.